Welcome everyone, we're broadcasting live from Parade College Preston in Australia and you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. My name is Jack McNiven and I'm here with Fazard and Jack Reynolds and then we have our special guest today which is Jane from the Therapeutic Counselor with Gambler's Help. And then hi Jane, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So we'll kick it right off with uh, some of our questions. So the first one we got is what got you interested with helping people with gambling harm? Um, yeah, that's a really good question to start off with. I, I always really wanted to help people. Um, I enjoyed talking to people about their problems and what their issues might be. And I'd done a few different jobs. I'd been a flight attendant, not a flight attendant, uh, worked as a travel consultant for a while, worked in government. And then, um, yeah, saw a job advertised after I'd done some study and thought, um, it was an area I didn't really know anything about. And, um, yeah, it's proved to be a really fantastic job to help people, recover from their gambling harm. So did you take a uni course or anything for that or was it just straight in? Yeah, I know I did an undergraduate degree and then I did a master's of social work and then I did a lot of other training um, specifically in like mental health counselling therapies and things like that. So lots of training. So um, what makes poker machines so addictive? So they're actually designed to be addictive. So I'm actually surprised that, you know, not everybody gets addicted to them. Um, but, yeah, they are actually designed that way. So a whole bunch of psychologists um, worked together with, uh, you know, different industries and worked out ways to make the music really enticing, the bells and whistles really enticing, and also it's that um, the, the human brain really loves to see patterns. So when those things start spinning around on the machines um, and they get close to a pattern, which then is a win, um, that fires off dopamine in our minds and we get this real buzz of excitement. Um, so it's kind of enticing you to keep doing that more and more and more and more and you get this sense that um, there's a pattern or that, you know, it's the the, the machine's turn to pay out. Um, but actually it's just all random numbers just spinning around taking your money. Yeah. So what do you do as a counsellor? So as a counsellor, people either refer themselves to our service or we might get referrals from family members. So we see people who are experiencing gambling harm and people like family members or friends who might be affected by gambling harm. And uh, initially we'd have an initial session where we talk about confidentiality and kind of the engagement process and what the person would like to work on. Sometimes people want to reduce their gambling, um, which can be pretty challenging. And then other people have, as um, we've heard before about rock bottom, that's when people are very serious about wanting to stop gambling. So I'll work with them to find out what might have brought them to gambling as a way of, you know, trying to help them forget their problems or forget their issues and then we'll work on other strategies that might be more helpful. So that might be um, meditation or mindfulness, might be counselling around um, any sort of traumatic past that the children that, that people had as children. Um, so it really is very individualised to the person that, that's with working with me. Yeah. So um, what's the worst gambling addiction you've seen? Um... I think probably when people lose their houses. I think that's probably pretty much the worst one that I've seen and that's happened quite quite a lot of times. Um, sometimes people have been forced to sell their houses to try and help pay their, for their debts from gambling um, but when they've actually received the proceeds of the sale they've then realised 
they want they need more so that makes them gamble more and you know that can then lead people into um you know some really distressing outcomes such as you know taking their own lives or you know winding up in jail you know doing a illegal activity um when people may have thought they'd never ever act that way because they just didn't think it was possible but um, once you have that compulsion, that real drive that you have to gamble, um, it's very hard to be making logical decisions. So I work with people to get them to help help them get back into making um, decisions that are better in line with their values rather than automatic decisions. Do you ever feel like there's a time when people come in and it's just too late to help them? Uh, I've always got hope, always got hope. If someone's walking through that front door, then that's them saying, I need help and I'm ready to, to make a change. Um, so, yeah, people – I've worked with people who've lost everything, including their family and homes and jobs, um, and, you know, they've they've shared that hope that things can change. So, yeah, yeah there's always hope. Now, what kind of uh, gambling have you seen? Um, seen a bit of everything. So um, poker machines are quite, quite a predominant form of gambling, particularly in – in Victoria, I mean, you can see they're, they're, you know, pretty easy to find just out on the streets. Um, horse racing definitely can be a problem. Sports um, with um, online gambling, you know, that's really easy to lose large, large sums of money because it just doesn't feel like money and it just feels like money's just kind of numbers are just going out of your phone. So we had someone, I think, lose about $50,000 in one day just on online sports betting but yeah it's, it's a bit of everything when like a complete stranger comes in like you've never even seen him before do you ever feel like sympathy for him oh uh, yeah maybe not so much sympathy but a lot of empathy um because i think you know it, it takes a lot of courage to admit you've got a problem because you really are signing up for for some work to be able to address um a lot of people think gambling you know you just you just got to stop, you know, you just got to stop. Um, and we know it's not that simple. We know it's a really complex issue for people. There's often mental health issues involved, you know, drugs, alcohol, trauma, as I said. Um, so I have great empathy for people, um, particularly because they're trying and, and they've switched on to that, that hope for themselves as well. What's the most common type of gambling people start with? Um, I think for young people... You know, I guess they turn 18, so there's a lot of um, availability for online sports apps, so they're pretty popular um, and they're very well targeted. Like, you know, your generation will, you know, be very targeted for advertising and things like that. Poker machines are very easily accessible. You know, you can kind of go into a venue from sort of, you know, midday till 4 o'clock in the morning, um, so that's very accessible. Um, in Australia we have kind of a really normalized culture of gambling so it's um very much seen as something that you do with your mates you know melbourne cup we even have a holiday for we even have a holiday for the afl and all those sorts of things you know anyone can gamble on that um but i'd say yeah poker machines are definitely the one we see a lot of um but yeah sports betting is pretty big too well around that what would you say like the average ages of the clients that come in seeking help yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, pretty hard to say because I, I sort of see a certain, you know, my clients only. I don't see all the other um, clients that people see. Um, but there's a huge age range. Um, you know, I've got clients who are 18 through to clients who are into their 80s. 
Um, so it can affect anybody. Um, you know, basically, if you can breathe, you could be at risk of gambling harm if, if that's something you choose to, to try. Well, just in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. And we're live from Parade College, Preston. My name is Jack McNiven, and my co hosts today are Fazard and Jack. And then we have our special guest, Jane, the therapeutic counselor with Gambler's Help. So then we'll continue on from that. So with the, what's the success rate of clients looking for assistance with their gambling uh, arms? Um, yeah, another good question. It's, it's, very, it's very hard to tell sometimes because sometimes people stop and they just don't come back just to let you know. However, I, did, I have had a couple of clients who did do that and then about six months later I got a text from them saying, just wanted to let you know I haven't gambled for six months, which was, you know, wonderful to hear. Um, and then often I'll also have clients, it, it, success rate's pretty good for when someone's ready, you know, um, like with smoking, it's said it's about up to seven times for people to quit before they actually finally quit. So with gambling, it's the same sort of thing. Um, it's very, very hard just to go cold turkey. So we can expect people to have lapses. Um, but we use lapses as, you know, well, let's get some more information. You know, what's, what isn't in place to help you? Um, you know, recover from gambling. So it's all about, you know, we don't get cross at people or anything like that. It's all about what's what's missing, what, what, what are we still missing here? Um, but, yeah, and then I'll work with clients after they've stopped gambling just to kind of help along with that recovery until they feel like they've got all the tools and skills and strategies to keep moving forward themselves. Yeah. Um, what can people do when seeking for gambling harms? Yeah, that's really good question. So Gambler's Help is a um, Victorian-wide program for in Victoria. The number's 1-800-858-858. Um, so anyone can ring that service, even if you're um, in a venue and you've lost all your money and you need help, they're there to help as well. Um, you can give them a call. You can also... Um, contact your local agency that runs Gambler's Help through their intake numbers as well. Um, and, yeah, get get started on getting the help you need. There's also a great website um, with lots of information and access as well. So if you're under 18, can you still contact the Gambler's Help one? Um, that has been an area of interest. So, yeah, we have had a couple of people under 18. Yeah, definitely. Is it common that you get the people under 18 or is it more likely in like the 20s, 30s? Yeah, more, yeah at the moment more likely – early 20s so you know we all went through lockdowns um you know one cohort that could still work um were a lot of people in the construction industry so a lot of young guys in their early 20s um they still had access to good money so they were um you know becoming addicted to the online sports bets because you know you can do it at work you can do it in your lunch break you can do it when someone's bored um you know it's it's very easily accessible so that's all the time we have for today. Thank you to our guest, Jane, for coming out here. Thank it's you. been a great pleasure talking to you today. And we are live from Parade College, Preston. And you have been listening to our Gambling Hub podcast on Live FM with me, the host, Jack McNiven, and then my co-host, Fazard and Jack. And then thank you for joining us today. We hope you found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day.